Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. A few years ago, um, there was a church in, in the Atlantic provinces that I know of that was up for a new pastor. Their old pastor was resigning, and uh, they had a, a position open. And so when when that church opened, they started interviewing candidates. And long story short, they uh, they took way too long uh, to find somebody, and they en- ended up with basically the last option they had. And so they hired this guy. They got him into the church. And he started pastoring the church. And about six months in, um, the problems with this guy started to get really, really obvious and really, really bad. Um, He had this basic philosophy or mode of operation where if somebody did something wrong, um, he would publicly ridicule them or if uh, if the church wasn't giving like they should be um, he would put the guilt trip on and tell them how how unspiritual they were and how horrible they were and how they were doing all this harm he would um, he would criticize people personally from the pulpit um, and he would he would stop services and make comments about people and it was just this situation where he was, he was attacking people, and attacking people personally. And and I'm sure that in his mind, he was trying to to wake them up and and help them to to realize what they needed to do and and call out the problems that he was seeing. Because I'm sure the church had problems. I'm sure that's what he was seeing. But he did it in such a way that it just started destroying people. It started destroying the church and it started destroying the reputation of the church. And people started leaving and people started getting really upset. And eventually the church had enough of this. And before his first year was done, they had fired him. Um, it was kind of this crazy situation. And that church, for the past, I don't know, five or six years, has been recovering or attempting to recover from that pastor that was there. He did so much damage in those six or seven months that he was there, and the church is still trying to repair after six years. Now, I understand that Sometimes when we work with hard people, it can be very difficult to figure out a way to work with them and, and deal with them and, and correct behavior. If you've got kids, you, you understand the, the complexity and pain of figuring out when do, I, when do I just be patient? When do I give a punishment? What kind of punishment? How severe of a punishment? What am I supposed to do here? I don't want to hurt them, but... I, I need to get this figured out. And 
so tr being a leader and trying to correct behavior within an organization is also difficult because you care about the organization. You Sometimes you care almost too much about the organization and you look at the people and you see the damage that they're doing and you, you're just trying to figure out what to do and how to do it and, and you can come across, I know I have, come across so incredibly strong and hard that you end up just pushing people down and you end up harming people instead of waking them up. Now, in, in, our, in our lives as a church, as Christian people, as a Christian family, as a community, as, a, as just a social group and friends, we at work, we deal with difficult people, right? I mean, this, and sometimes we're, we're mean and we're rude to people that are easygoing and really, frankly, don't deserve any kind of horrible treatment. Uh, and we just, for some reason, give in to our jealousy or, or our frustration, uh, looking at them or covetous or greed or whatever. When we give in to those types of things, and we attack, and, and that shouldn't happen at all, absolutely. But that's not really what we're talking about. I'm talking about, like, this pastor was in church, and he saw problems, and what he did is he pushed people down trying to deal with those problems. And in our lives, in, in a job or family or church, we come against difficult people that have issues too. Sometimes it's hard people. Sometimes it's people with tons of baggage that don't know how to communicate. Sometimes it's lazy people. Sometimes it's people with really strong opinions, really strong um, personalities, and they tend to push people's buttons. There's, there's some people that, that find joy in causing problems or find joy in gossip or find joy in, in arguing. Uh, some of them are our friends. Some of them are family leaders that we have. And... We have people that hurt other people and we have good people that we look up to and we have people that we might consider enemies. And all these people exist together and when we try to deal with them, we sometimes end up in this place where we don't know what to do or we go with our gut reaction or we, we allow an emotion to take over or we just don't know how to handle these people or handle these situations and we end up attacking or pushing or just pressing down on them trying to get through it trying to deal with it trying to correct behavior sometimes is that what we're supposed to do well how, how do you know what you're supposed to do if that's not what we're supposed to do what are we supposed to do how are we supposed to get through this does, what are we supposed to learn from all of this in, in how we build a healthy community and we stay strong? Well, last week I said that we were actually going to be in 2 Thessalonians this week, but we're not. We're actually spending the rest of the month in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We, this entire series this month is actually based in 1 Thessalonians 5. I didn't look at my notes. Sorry. Um, but we're, we're in 1 Thessalonians 5 all month. And so we're looking at a, another past, another section of chapter 5 this week. And I think Paul gives us some clarity on how to deal with these hard situations and these hard people in our lives. This is what he says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 to 15. Okay, This is what it says. 
Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you, or, or teach you, or guide you, or correct you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Okay. So, make sense? Everyone got that? You know exactly what to do now? Yeah? No? Still a little confused? Okay. Well, let, let, let's, sum up, let's sum up a little bit. Let's run through this and see, see what Paul says. It, 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 I'll summarize in point form. Respect your leaders. Be at peace within your own circle of people. Admonish the idol. Teach, encourage, challenge those that aren't doing what they should be doing. Those who might be considered lazy. Encourage the faint-hearted. Encourage those who are discouraged. Encourage those who are down and, and kind of lost. Help the weak. Be patient. Don't repay evil for evil. And seek to do good to everyone. Now, Paul gives the scenario of like the, your leaders, your, your fellow people, those who you have influence over, those who are around you that, that are doing well, those who are around you who aren't doing well, even those who are causing problems, those who are disruptive. And he gives a piece of advice in all those different sections that is all about calling people or encouraging people to grow. He says, respect your leaders. Your leaders that are above you, hold them up. Encourage them. Those who are around you, again, be patient with them. Encourage them. Help them to get better. Those who are disruptive or idle or under your influence, bring them up. Pull them up. And in every situation, it, I see Paul saying, you've got to call people up, 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 up. He doesn't say Put them down. Destroy them. Make sure that they feel horrible about themselves. Make sure you condemn everyone that's doing wrong. No. And he doesn't say ignore the problems. He doesn't say just let all this slide. He says you've got to see these things and you've got to see these issues. And you, in, your, in seeing all that, your job is not to push them down. It's your job to bring them up. And so... He, what I get from this short passage about dealing with people is that we are always to call, pull, push, or hold people up. Always call people up, pull them up, push them up, or hold them up. Whatever you got to do, the direction, the influence you want to have on everybody around you whether above you, below you, beside you, whatever, good person, hard person, frustrating person, messed up person, whatever it is, our job is to make sure that they are moving up, that they are getting better, that they are seeing that they can do more, that they can be better, that God has something better for them. So, 
always call, pull, push, or hold people up. Now, you hear me say hold people up. I am not talking about robbing somebody. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about in this whole scenario, calling, pulling, pushing, or holding people up. Sometimes you, you're doing way better than somebody else. Not that that matters, but you're in this place where you're, you're maybe a fur, little ways further down the line. Maybe you're, it, you've had your kids and you see, um, and your kids are growing up and you see somebody that's got young kids or maybe, maybe you're a leader and you've been a leader for a long time and, and really done well in your business and you see a, a brand new leader starting up and you're kind of further down the line and you've figured out some of this stuff. What you want to do is you want to call people up and you say, come on, come face a challenge, grow. I've got this great thing I want for you. And so you're calling them up. Sometimes you're in this situation where you're a little bit closer to them and you're, you're pulling them and it's like, come on, come on. We got to move. We got to stop dragging our feet. We got to do better. We got to do better. We can do better. Sometimes it's like climbing a mountain and you're up on the mountain and you're, you're calling people, climb faster. Sometimes you've got to grab the rope and you've got to pull on the rope. Sometimes you're, you're, you're underneath of somebody that's climbing and you're giving them a little push. You've got your, your hand on their foot and, they're, and you're, you're pushing them up or you're, you're grabbing their harness and you're pulling them up, whatever it is. And you're trying to get them up the mountain. Okay, imagine you're climbing a mountain and you've got these different, depending on where you are in relation to the other person, you may be calling them up, you may be pulling them up, you may be pushing them up, or you may be in the situation where your job is just to hold them up. Keep them up there. They might not even be climbing yet. They might be standing still, but you don't want them to fall any further. And so your job is just to hold them in place. And Paul is saying, I believe in this passage, what, he, what he's saying is, regardless of the situation, regardless of the person you're dealing with, whether they're a hard person or, or, or a really great person that's easy to get along with, whatever it is, your job is to make sure that they are moving or staying up. Not, not tearing them down, not pushing them down, not breaking them down. That is not your job. That is not how you create a healthy community. That is not how you stay strong. Your job, regardless of who it is, your motive has to be to call people up. We are to always call, pull, push, or hold people up. Never down. Never down. Now, I'm guilty of this. I think we're all guilty of this, some of us more than others, and depending on the situation, it might be you, you find this more at work, sometimes you find it more at, with your family, or just your circle of friends, or, or whatever it is, maybe it's government even, and you find yourself in the situation where your response to a hard person, or a hard situation, or something that's frustrating, is to push them down, to beat them down, to hold them down. And you're like, oh, I, can't, I can't handle this foolishness. I can't handle what they're doing. I don't want to deal with what they're saying. I don't want to face all the problems that they're, they're making. I just got to beat them down, get them to be quiet, and leave it. And Paul says, no. You want to stay strong? 
If you want to have a strong family, if you want to have a strong community, then always, always call, pull, push, or hold people up. If you do that, you create peace and you create this mutual respect and communication. You create the opportunity for that and, and hopefully, no, not hopefully, there will be people that respond to that and change. Not everybody will, but there will be some that will respond to that, will engage with that, will, will feel that and, and feel that, that challenge and that encouragement and be filled with courage and will change and will get better. People will grow. They will excel. They will, they will go through challenges and they will succeed and you will see them become more and more like Jesus. Relationships will become stronger. People will be able to endure crises. People will be able to endure the problems. You'll have to work through a pile of issues. Absolutely. But you will become and your community will become a safe place for people don't have it all together to grow and change and be part of a healthy community. So, what are we supposed to do? Exactly, what are we supposed to do? Well, always call, pull, push, or hold people up. So regardless of where they are or you are in relation to them, you've got to find a way to move them up or, or keep them up. And that might be a kind word. That may be respecting them. It may be giving them the benefit of the doubt. It may be giving them a challenge, but that challenge uh, with giving them the benefit of the doubt. And what's that, what I mean by that is I'm sure I, I know that you, you, you really worked on that and you're, and you, you gave me that criticism, but I know you just wanted me to get better. And uh, just just to give you a little feedback, to do that, to get an even better response than what you did get, is um, to start with a little compliment or something. Okay? Simple example. And that's just about the situation where, yeah, they could have been really annoying in criticizing you. But if you can give them the benefit of the doubt and then give them the challenge... You're not beating them down for how they treated you. You're calling them up to a higher standard, to something that's better, and you're helping them grow. And that creates this open, wonderful invitation to be, to pull them in. It may be just giving them grace and, and seeing, you know what, yeah, you did make some really dumb decisions. You really did do some dumb stuff, but... I'm real. I'm still willing to talk to you. I'm still willing to work with you. I'm still willing to figure this out with you. And you hold them up, and you don't let them fall. And you don't you don't tear them down, and you don't point out all their errors and and say you're useless and you're pointless and you're, you're just doing all this stuff. You you hold them up. It means that grace and mercy and patience and kind words and acts of kindness and respect. And the benefit of the doubt and the challenge to do better and seeing people's potential are all essential to building a healthy community. I believe that's what Paul's getting at. 
we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard, in love, because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. If you want to have a healthy community, healthy relationships, you want to stay strong, then you've got to remember the way isn't to beat people down. It's not to push them down or destroy them. Even when they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, even when they're in, in a mess, it's not our job to beat them down and tear them apart. It's our job to always call, pull, push, or hold people up. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways. Mm-hmm.